0: Hi, everyone! He did it! He made another recording. Oh, I'm so relieved. If you're listening there too, Mr. Doe, I hope you're okay. It's great to hear from you. If you're just joining us, I don't know what to say except start from the beginning. This isn't your typical podcast. My name is Lily McHale. I was volunteering in the psych unit at Jefferson when I met a patient there named Mr. Doe, which isn't his real name because he doesn't remember it. I can't say I really understand what's going on, but I wanted to help. He was kind and smart and seemed like he wasn't getting the help he needed, and I thought someone out there might be able to help him. I set this up so he can connect with the world. His recordings automatically upload to my Dropbox, and then I add music and make it sound like a real podcast. And while I'm really excited, the point is that he needs help. His memory is messed up, and someone out there knows him. If you know anything that could help, please email me at lilymckale at gmail.com.
1: Hello again. I think I finally took care of everything. You don't have to worry. It's, it's safe this time. I've taken the proper precautions. It's been a little while, and I'm sorry for that, but I had to be careful. It hasn't been so easy for me. I, I've been trying, but I had to get set up, get safe. Out here, there are eyes everywhere. They seem to know where I'm going before I do. The good news is that it was easier to escape the psychiatric ward than I thought. I guess I've seen too many movies, which, for some reason, I can remember just fine. The unimportant stuff apparently sticks. Anyway, the nurses, janitors, and doctors have pretty consistent schedules and rounds. Little hamsters on their wheels. It took me three days to confirm the best time and at night they lock the doors. It's tricky to wander the halls, but I could work with day shifts. So when Judy turned the corner to room 16, I knew I had between 6.4 and 9.6 minutes. <laughs> no, there, there was no elaborate plan. You give me too much credit. I simply changed into my clothes, the ones I had when I arrived, which were kindly laundered and folded in my little empty cabinet, and then I just casually walked out. Maria was away from the desk getting coffee, as she typically does around then, around ten ten. The variables were what I hadn't seen beyond the ward. You know, but between the normal clothes and not shouting like a schizophrenic with Tourette's, I just walked out. I even passed one of the doctors, but I walked confidently, and she barely glanced at me. It was odd how easy it was. I kept expecting alarms or sirens, but it was eerily silent. It was 1016 in the morning when I hit the sidewalk. The sun was out, but it was chilly. I hadn't really thought at all about anything beyond just getting out. It wasn't until I hit 2nd Street that my heart rate slowed down and I realized that while it was great that I was free, I had no place to sleep, no money, and no memory. Well, I mean, not no memory. I wandered the city for hours, hoping it would inspire some kind of recall, as if all it would take is a good 15 minutes out of the hospital, and it would all just come flying back. Neighborhoods and areas felt familiar, but nothing tangible. And I saw them everywhere I went. I kept. Waiting for a response, for the suits to react, for them to take me back, but they just watched from a distance. I don't think I noticed, but I did. They're waiting for something. Possibly for this, which is what made me so nervous, you know? For me to make contact. That's why it was so easy. Why it went so smoothly. I've given this a lot of thought over the last couple days. And it was just too easy to walk out of the hospital like I did. I mean, I'm glad they didn't trap me in there. But they left me my clothes, for God's sake. I mean, that's not very subtle. I think they wanted me out here. They weren't getting what they wanted from me inside, so they decided to let me out. To lead them to you, probably. But don't worry. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let them do to you whatever they did to me. Eventually, the sun went down, and I couldn't bear to walk around any longer, so I took a little nap on a bench in Washington Square. It was cold, and it was too exposed. I couldn't really rest. So I finally ended up under a tree in whatever that little park is over towards the river by Spruce Street. It wasn't freezing or anything, but, you know, it was cold at night. It was a shitty night's sleep for sure, and It's a good motivator to stay focused, you know, to work on putting things together. I wasn't homeless before all this. I've got money in a home somewhere, right? Well, I mean, I did. Is she there? What's left of her? Do you think she's just lying there in our old home? It's been weeks. The police had to have found her, right? I mean, a neighbor or someone. That first night out of the hospital was rough. Rougher than I thought it'd be. I got so wrapped up with the doctors and nurses trying to keep me locked up that somehow I'd tricked myself into thinking that everything would be okay if I just got out. But... I'm out, and nothing's okay. She's still gone, and there's nothing I'll ever be able to do to change that. I just want her name. Why is that too much to wish for? She deserves more than this. I I can't remember her properly. I can't... Mourn her the way she deserves. I can't say goodbye. I've tried so hard. I- I've concentrated so intensely that I thought I was going to give myself an aneurysm. Can you remember? Do you know it? Did you know it? Did you find anything? Damn it. Help me. Please. I see her face that frozen scene every night I see her face and I relive that helplessness it's nothing but fear and loneliness she's really gone and there's nothing I can do my tears are like the quiet drift of petals from some magic rose And all my grief flows from the rift of unremembered skies and snows. Whatever that was that erased my memory, it stole everything from me. They stole everything from me. (sighs) All right, all right. You're right. I need to focus on moving forward, okay? I got that. I have to keep reminding myself that I have the answers, that, that we have the answers. I have to trust in that. But honestly, if I don't, I don't know what I'll do. The numbers, they're the key somehow. They already proved some of their worth the other day. I i was probing my mind. I, I was thinking like, like I'd try, and... I was out, I was cold, and I stumbled on 236082944. Nine digits, right? A routing number. There was a library that I found a couple blocks away, so I went and got online. Sure enough, American Heritage Federal Credit Union. Makes sense. Small, independent. You know, it's too little of a deal to be on the radar of the higher-ups playing Puppet Master. And there was a location just four blocks away on Arch Street. When I walked in, a sweet older woman behind the counter knew me. She smiled and called me Mr. Allen. Mr. Allen, is that right? It doesn't feel right. It should feel right, right? Why wouldn't it be? I almost ran. Fight or flight instincts kicked in and I almost just dashed out of there thinking it was a trap. There were no suits, but plenty of eyes. Losing your memory will make you not trust yourself, but I decided to go with it because how could I not? So I explained that I had been mugged, and my wallet had been stolen, and that I was having problems with my memory, and she was concerned, sincerely, and told me to see a doctor, but I told her that I had already seen a doctor, and and that I needed some rest, and I just needed some money. The 14-digit account number came out of my mouth before I realized what I was saying. It wasn't some kind of jackpot, but I went from nothing to $517.48. Five hundred and seventeen dollars and forty eight cents. I took out all of it but two hundred dollars, and and maybe that was stupid, I know, but it seemed more stupid to have everything I own in my pocket, especially if I was gonna end up sleeping in parks again. The hotels here in the city will make short work out of five hundred bucks. She gave me the address on the account, but when I found the building I knew it was bullshit, just like Mr. Allen. There wasn't a Mr. Allen on the call buttons to buzz or anything. I guess I've got no choice but to trust my gut on the memories. Why would I have a bank account under a BS name and address? It just doesn't make any sense. Whatever. You know, for now I can deal with physical discomfort much more than this mental anguish. I need my memories. Some have started to trickle in pieces, you know? That's why you're here, right? I mean, I guess I should get to the frickin' point. Twice now, I've dreamt of a symbol. Lines and dots. There's a letter A inside a circle, but I I can't place it. And I can't find anything related to it, though, or even kind of come up with it enough to be able to jot it down. And I remember someone too, a child. She was in the grass near me when I woke up the first time. I think I saw her at the hospital too, but I don't know, that part might not be right. But I can picture her face. There's was one half hidden by leaves and grass and the other sprinkled with long brown hair. It looks peaceful in my mind. She must have been asleep in the grass next to me when I woke up. If I had to guess, she's eight or nine maybe, but honestly, I'm no good with kids' ages. I think I know her. I mean, I did. I don't think she's a stranger, but I don't know. You think I'm just desperate for something familiar? Yeah. I mean, maybe. There's more. The feelings, the memories. Sometimes there's light and, and happiness, but in others there's this darkness. As if my life was cleaved in half with nothing left in the middle. Just bright light and vast darkness. Hope on one side, but more often petrifying fear and remorse. Was I never free from the extremes? The only objective memories, the tangible ones that I can pull from this swirl of emotional reminiscence are the numbers. Nothing else, just the numbers, So I lean on them. 236082944 came in handy with the bank. I just wish I knew what the other numbers were hiding, they range in length but are always the same ones 42935 116400 0, 0. 102108 0, a string uh, 3-16-29-9-16 05150028620 5, 0, 0, and then they get a little longer there's 978 56271 5, 5, 5, Well, and of course, 287 3266. 287 3266. I've spent a good chunk of time googling every number I can pull from my head. A couple were interesting, but nothing earth shattering. But when I googled 287 3266, There was actually a site, 287-3266.com. It was just some junk landing page. Nothing special, but it was comforting. Just finding something. Okay, all right, fine. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. It does sound desperate. (laughs) Anyway, they're getting all muddled up together. I need more help. I need you to be able to help me keep these straight somehow. The numbers, they're all I feel. Like, friends. When I walk around town, they're all I see. Even the ones I don't think I noticed. Phone numbers, street signs, license plates, they all stick in my head. 215 922 Lorenzo's Pizza. 731-267. Black Honda Accord at meter three eight six seven seven five nine. 7759 but that memory is just from an hour ago. You gotta help me keep them straight. I'm afraid I won't be able to tell the new ones from the old ones soon. Every day, it gets a little harder. Anyway, I found a charger, and I got earbuds for Lily's phone with my new cash. I can't afford service, so for now, I'm relying on Wi-Fi, but I found this derelict apartment above a bagel coffee shop thing. It looks like it was abandoned in the middle of a rehab. It's small and it's mostly just plywood, you know, roughed out walls and all, very little drywall, and the electric isn't on, but the water runs, and there's an old sink and toilet that they hadn't thrown away yet. I don't know, probably so that the workers had somewhere to go when they were doing the construction. There's lots of dust, so it seems like no one's worked on it for a long time. And the windows are in to keep the drafts out. Plus, I can charge my phone in the coffee shop downstairs, and their Wi-Fi actually works great up here. Throw in a stick of deodorant, a toothbrush, a change of clothes, a belt, a cheap sleeping bag, and a jar of peanut butter. and Honestly, I'm pretty content. Plus, I've still got $96.59 in my pocket. Did I mention all the day-old bagels I can eat? Well, as long as... I'm around between 4.40 and 5.00 p.m. each afternoon to intercept them from the dumpster. So, you know, perks. Actually, speaking of the bagel shop, this afternoon a weird thing happened when I went into the coffee shop downstairs. There was a mom with a kid in a stroller. There was a baby girl, and she was laughing and carrying on while mom waited for her order. Everyone noticed because she was giggling so loudly. I had been there for a little while doing some online searching but happened to be leaving at the same time the mom's order came up and they were following me out. The mom was making funny faces and the baby was laughing and giggling and when I got to the door, I leaned back to hold it open for the stroller. That's when things got weird. The mom smiled at me and reached for the door to grab it from me and her hand landed on mine. And when her skin touched mine I felt a rush of happiness. Not like hey I I just did someone a favor and I feel like a good person but more like like I had taken a drug. Like an artificial high. It was like this surge of deep joy. She felt something too, because her laughter and smile immediately waned, but when she looked up and locked eyes with me, she smiled, almost like she was giving me her happiness, offering me her joy. It it was wild. I, I just kind of stood there, stunned at the door. I almost ran after her to ask what had happened, but I don't think she really understood either. The scary part was that while it felt so wonderful, so amazing, it felt familiar, really familiar, almost too familiar, like it scratched an itch. Just talking about it now makes me miss it. She was there at one twenty-seven. Maybe she'll be there tomorrow, too. But I'm keeping you up. I should go. It's late. Now that I know I can find you, I can finally relax. There's so much to look forward to tomorrow.
0: (sighs) All right. Good night, friend. Oh, I can't believe he stops there! That was it! He was just getting into it. Just starting to open up. I can't believe he didn't get into it more. I hope he hasn't forgotten. That kind of stuff is what he told me about in the hospital. It's crazy. I mean, not crazy like he's insane, it's just. it's just hard to believe, even though you want to. I'm glad he's safe, though. It'll be nice to stop worrying about him. I'm almost half tempted to go around Center City tomorrow, checking out all the bagel shops. I don't know, though. He really likes his space but he seems to really like recording for the podcast, too. I think it's therapeutic. I can see how it would be nice, especially if you think about the fact that so many people out there are paying big bucks just to have someone's undivided attention. I mean, when was the last time you felt like you could talk for 15 minutes with someone listening intently? My problem is I'd be online checking to see how many people were listening every second, but Mr. Doe doesn't care. He feels like someone is there, so it works. And in a way, he's right. You're there. Well, now it looks like he's going to continue recording. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's time to set up a website. I'll see if Sean can help me set it up so you can, like, help and add stuff. Like, the emails you guys have been sending, and I could keep track of what we can find on the numbers. Oh, this is great. Maybe we can really help him figure some stuff out. In the meantime, if you know anything, email me at lilymckale at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, too, so you can find me there. Just look up Lily McHale. I think I'm the only one in Philly. But for now, I should go. You know, homework and all. See you next time.